Hi, I'm Connie Wilkes. I'm Marlene Nelson. I'm Jerry Gropp. And I'm Sherry Spute. And our last names make up the acronym WINGS. We're just four ordinary moms with extraordinary bonds. The Lord gathers us all under His wings as a hen gathers her chicks. And we hope to offer a place to gather for all our friends, family, and all who wish to join us. So welcome to our podcast conversation, Under His Wings. Welcome back, everyone. In our last podcast, we talked a little bit about letting the Lord help us write our own life story. Today, we have a special guest, my beautiful friend, Kathy Yoder, and she's going to share a little bit about how she's learned to trust in the Lord and to let him write her story. Kathy and her husband, Roman, have eight kids and live here in Boise, Idaho. We've worked together with the youth in our church and even taken a few family vacations together, most recently to St. George, Utah for spring break. <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. It was. Um, it's funny because I think back to, I mean, I feel like I've known you a long time mm -hmm. just because my dad and your husband worked in CES mm -hmm. together, but I think our real big first big connection was way back in 2009 when I had been doing preschool and, um, surprise baby coming yep. <laughs> and, uh, coming in October and I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I knew you had done it in the past and reached out to you and said, Hey, you want to take all this stuff <laughs> and <laughs> yep. my kids? Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And I remember at the time, I think you were thinking just for a semester, right? Yeah, right. That you said, will you take it for a semester while I'm on maternity leave? Right. And I love how the Lord is in the details of our lives because I had been praying about a way to earn some money to help with the finances at home. And because I think, was that Megan and Kat's first year in school, maybe? Anyway, I had all of my kids, at least almost, in school, and so I was looking for something and praying about it when your phone call came. So, mm -hmm. yeah, definite answer to prayers. Speaking of preschool, Kathy, did you ever have the kids do those dot-to-dot -dot pictures? Oh, yeah, so fun. Yeah, <laughs> we had to do that after we taught them their numbers. But um, for those listening, you remember those dot-to-dots were where you'd go from, like, dot one and draw to dot number two and three and so forth, and... Before you know it, you've drawn a picture of something. And I think as adults, we've trained our mind to connect the dots without having to draw them first, right? When we see it, we know what it's going to draw or what, what image is going to appear. But I loved to watch the expression on the preschooler's face as those random dots all of a sudden started to become an image, right? And, you know, I've found that our lives are a little like that. When we're young, we just see a bunch of random dots in our lives. And sometimes we feel like we're stuck on one dot for a long time before we figure out <laughs> where to go next in our life. Um, but when you get halfway through your life, like all of us, we have learned to kind of take a step back and we can start to see how those dots are all starting to connect and how the Lord is truly creating something beautiful out of our lives. And of course, he's had that image in his mind from the very beginning. And I believe if we remain faithful through each painful dot, as well as glorious dot in our life, he will help us find the way. He will show us how all our dots connect. So I've asked Kathy to join us today to share with us how she has learned to trust in the Lord and how she's seen some of those dots connect in her life. So let's get started. Kathy, awesome. tell us a little about yourself. Thank you. Um, 
excited to be here. I love talking about Jesus mm-hmm. with like-minded individuals. Um, so I've been married. I got married in 94. I was a baby, 19. <laughs> My kids are like older than me and not married. I'm like, hey, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Um, I like to refer to myself as an accidental entrepreneur. I love it. Because I just, you know, never mm-hmm. had plans to, to be a self-employed business owner. And that's where I am today. Um, but like you said, we can look back and see these little points in our lives and how we get to hear and different people we meet or different experiences and foundational things that help us build. Um, it's been special to think about that over the past few months. And um, I remember my kids telling me they, Elder Uchtdorf in 2018 spoke to the young single adults and he, t- he quoted Steve Jobs and said the same thing about dots. I said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you just have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future, mm. um, which is, you know, we just have to trust. And like, right. what's the next step? Where do you need me? Right. I love that quote that you just mentioned. I also love the theme that our youth is focusing on this year, which is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it's one of my most favorite scripture, and it fits perfectly with what we're talking about today. So, Connie, would you mind reading that for us? Absolutely. It's trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So Kathy, how have you learned to trust in the Lord? Well, it's been fun to be in young women's and really kind of dissect that scripture. Um, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, with anybody, any relationship in order to trust somebody, you first have to know them. You have to know something about them and, um, for some people, it's I, I'm probably more trusting type of person. For other people, they're like, I don't trust you until you show me I can trust you. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, I'm personally probably the, the opposite of I trust you until you give me a reason not to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to know him and we have to learn how to hear him. And, you know, thinking about those dots in my life, I have distinct experiences where I learned how to hear him in my life. When I was in fourth grade, I had a, an experience where just things that kids were talking about at recess that were basically satanic, and um, it was starting to scare me, and it had been going on for about a week, and, you know, because we're so curious about things and just these conversations, but it got to the point where I couldn't sleep at night, and I have a distinct memory of one night, like, the doors open, the hot lights on, and I just was so anxious and frightened, and my dad, I remember him coming home. He was probably in a bishop brick. He smelled like church, you know, <laughs> in his suit. And I remember asking him for a blessing. I'm guessing my mom prompted me to ask him. Um, but we went in the living room and sat down, and he placed his hands on my head. And I just, I can still feel it, that feeling of just from top to bottom, just light feeling in my body and pushing that darkness away. And peace, being filled with peace. And so it was a special experience that I had um, to really feel the power of the priesthood and, and feel the power of God. And and that change, that contrast. Yeah, between the light and the dark. You Absolutely. You knew exactly what each felt like. So I was so grateful for that. And then again, in junior high, having, um, you know, just dumb junior high struggles and, you know, feeling like no one likes you or whatever. Anyway, just in seminary, early morning seminary, having an experience where 
I was, you know, everybody had left, all my friends, my so-called friends had left early um, to go do some car decorations and I wasn't invited and just feeling so sad and heartbroken. And then right then the teacher read a scripture that's DNC, DNC 7818, which is, um, and you cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours and the blessings thereof are yours and the riches of eternity are yours. So, and then again, felt that warm comfort and just all of a sudden had this switch of eternal perspective, like the stupid friend situation in ninth right. grade really didn't matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the spirit so, had taken the truth of that scripture and it sounds like. Yeah. Ingrained it. it yeah. Way deep down into deep. your heart. So just these little things, you know, and I have several other stories, but where I just learned how does the spirit, how do I learn? Mm-hmm. How do I feel the spirit? How do I know God loves me? And so I came to know him and um, to the point where when we just had three little kids and my second, she was three years old and they found a huge mass in her abdomen. Um, and we were told it was like a cancerous tumor she had and, um, childhood type of cancer. And anyway, just that first day, all the circumstances that led up to it and, you know, going to bed at night and just feeling so heavy and, I would think scared. When just scared. frightened. Yeah. yeah. I remember laying in her bed and she's just sucking her thumb and has her little blanket. And I just was like, you're yeah. perfect and innocent. And what's happening? And mm-hmm. anyway, um, by that evening, you know, all of the family had no new and probably word got out, you know, message got out to ward members. But I just remember waking up the next morning, rolling out of bed. And, you know, when you first wake up, you're, there's no problems. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You For wake up, second, right. there's no problems, everything's perfect, and then it comes crashing. Yes. And you're like, oh, shoot. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, this heaviness. Mm-hmm. But I remember rolling out of bed and praying and then opening up my scriptures, and I opened to um, Mosiah 24, verse 14, where it talks about, and I will also ease the burdens which are upon your shoulders that you cannot even fill them upon your backs. And it was just like, ah. Oh, He's got me, you know, mm. and I felt that power of prayer. And again, right. just Heavenly Father is talking to me. And anyway, yeah. all those experiences. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I actually had an experience with that exact same scripture um, in my life that was really powerful. And it was right after, well, right before we brought the three boys home from South Carolina, um, Ben, Carter, and Cameron. And at the time, they were living with a lawyer, and they were trying to find a family to adopt these three boys. They didn't want to have to split them up, but they had lived there long enough. They were starting to consider that. And so we were kind of like their last-ditch effort. They sent us the information, see if we'd consider it. So we started fasting and praying for a few days about whether that's what the Lord wanted for us, you know, for our eternal family and wanted for us and them. And... um, I remember we had told a few people that we were considering doing this and they thought we were crazy. (laughs) You know, we already had five kids and five young kids and to bring three more. And at times I even questioned it, wondering, could I do this? Could I handle it? I mean, all the additional responsibility and work. And one day as I was walking through my laundry room, that exact scripture came so clearly to my mind. And that was a scripture that the Spirit sunk deep down into my heart, um, testifying to me that, yes, with the Lord I could handle it, that he would strengthen me, 
that uh, the burdens that would be placed upon my back, I would hardly feel them. And so um, we went forward with faith. You know, I received a couple other confirmations, and so we went forward and, and brought those three kids home. And I can testify that it's true, isn't it? He, he has the ability to do that for us, you know? I used, to, I used to laugh and say, hey, as long as I'm cooking for seven, I might as well be cooking for ten. Right. You know, the burden isn't that much <laughs> greater. Right. Now, now, laundry is a different story. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think, I think sometimes we think we can figure it out on our own. Right. You know, we're so grateful that the Lord has given us good minds and has allowed us to do that. But at other times, the solutions just seem out of reach or, you know, kind of beyond our own understanding. Not too long ago, my husband worked for Microsoft, which is a solid and strong company, and he'd worked with them for years. And then suddenly, his department was reorganized, and our lives were upended. Um, we were two weeks away from sending our second son out on his mission, and my husband was serving as a bishop at the time. So, you know, our devotion to the Lord was, in my mind, aligned, and I naively assumed you could sit back and we, you know, could just bask in blessings, yeah, we <laughs> you know, <wish>. mm-hmm. <laughs> but I soon learned that God's blessings don't always come in the ways we want. And all of a sudden life got really scary for me. I took on more work with my cleaning business and soon became the main source of income for our family. It, it was daunting and overwhelming and scary because, you know, I couldn't help Vaughn get a job. Mm-hmm. I just had to sit back and trust him that he was following the promptings and, Trust in the Lord to guide our family forward. And Kathy, I understand that at one point your husband also lost his job. So what kind of experiences did you have with that? That was, um, yeah, an in- interesting time. It was way back in 2008, if we can remember the economy yeah. then and the big burst. And mm-hmm. um, I had just started blogging for fun. You know, that was before Facebook when everybody had a little blog spot and mm-hmm. had little family updates and I started um, like couponing, and so I decided to create another blog because that was fun to do um, and start finding ways to save money um, as we started to notice grocery prices going up. And um, so that was in the fall of 2008. And then um, it was March 2009 that I found out I was expecting surprise baby number seven, which wow. is what actually led me to passing preschool over yes. to Sherry. Mm-hmm. Um but but we were kind of at that point, like right before that, right before I found out I was expecting, I was like, okay, I'm going to double up on preschool. I made a plan. I wrote it all out. We're going to get out of debt. We are going to, you know, do what the Lord wants us to do. We're getting, I'm getting food storage. We're doing so good. And so I had the plan. I had it figured out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, baby came, or, you know, pregnancy came. And so I was like, well, I can't do that mass preschool plan right and have a brand new baby and I also had at that time a seven month old so they're 14 months apart and then um right after that I think it was a week later we found out my husband was laid off and um it was just like oh well thanks you know (laughs) and it was hard it was hard Sherry Mm -hmm. I don't know I, I can't remember. I I know when I called you, I, I remember sitting laying on my couch and I was I was depressed because I was like, I'm trying to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And why are we having all this opposition? And I called you to talk to you about taking over preschool and but I I don't remember what words were said, mm-hmm. but whatever you told me brought me a lot of peace and comfort. 
at that time, I needed, I, I had to hold on to somebody else's faith because I had lost it right then. And, and what you said was just encouraging to me and just helped me. Yeah, because yeah. I'd been through plenty of those yeah. times and yeah. come out on the other end. I knew you would too right. with yeah. your faith. But, oh, in the moment, it is so hard. It, it really hard. is a test of faith, isn't it? For sure, yeah. yeah. But that just kind of, you know, when we think we know it all, if we go back to that scripture and it says, lean not unto thine own understanding. And so thinking about leaning, if you're standing up straight, you're centered. And if you start to lean, you're off center. Mm-hmm. And so when we think, I'm going to just trust in my plan, mm-hmm. it's not centered with God's will. And um, that's really where you have to pull into that trust, is that I'm going to stay centered in Him, right? trust in His plan for me. Right. I don't see what's coming from this, but... Right. Almost like a trust fall, right? Right. We've all had that experience where you sometimes close your eyes and fall back into the arms of somebody you know is going to catch you. It's kind of like that. We have to trust that the Lord, if we lean into him, is going to carry us. Right. And not not into our own humanness. Right. <laughs> right. We want to stay centered right. in our plan, but that's not where the growth and the, all the possibilities right. lie. Right. Yeah. So after, you know, I kind of had to mourn. Yeah. Mourn my plan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the goodbye to that had. one. Yeah. I'm yes. like, okay, it. all right, what's next? And so at this time, our the little blog that I had going was about seven months old, I can't remember. Um, and we were getting traffic, like it wasn't just friends and family coming to the website anymore. And um, at that point in time, I had a friend that was working on it with me. And she was like, you know, we can put ads on here. We can monetize. And I was like, oh, that feels so terrible to put <laughs> ads on a website. <laughs> um, but that's what we, we did. And we started teaching little coupon classes and I felt terrible to charge. Like we started charging $5. Yes, I remember I took one of went. those classes and I loved it. Yes. Yeah. FabulouslyFrugal.com. FabulouslyFrugal.com is the website. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of morphed over the years, but... Um, yes. But those were great classes, and it blessed a lot of our lives. We were able to save money right. during a, a difficult a financial yeah period. But you know, my husband losing his job allowed me to focus on my business because then by the fall we had two babies, and um, he was home. So fall of two thousand nine, and I was just really digging in, pulling up the bootstraps, and like, let's go. We got to do something with this. I just think about that. I think, how could you say, okay, every day I'm going to pull up my bootstraps. I mean, I kind of want to know that process. Do you have a dialogue every day that you'd have to say? And okay, here we go. I didn't want this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I don't know. Do we stop ourselves sometimes? Right. It It's interesting, the whole process over the last, gee, 13, 14 years of being an accidental entrepreneur where I really just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to volunteer in the kids' classrooms. You know, I had, a, again, a different plan for myself. And for a long time, I, I mourned what I had lost. Like, I wasn't becoming the ideal person that I thought I was going to be. Um, and then, I, I don't even remember specifically what it was, and I guess this doesn't quite answer your question, but I love the ampersand sign, the ant, and I realized I can be a great mom, and mm-hmm. a business owner. I can be both. He mm-hmm. got, he created me to be both. And even though I'm not volunteering in the classroom every week, and I don't 
You, know, you can still be a great mom. I'm just, it's different. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's different go. and it's okay. It's but I think, you know, in those early, early ages or stages of building the business, I just, I had to lean into trust. And it was finding people, you know, at hard times when I just couldn't find the faith. It really is holding onto somebody else's faith mm-hmm. and finding someone, a mentor. Right. Oh, and good. someone to help you through those times and, we worked so hard in the beginning of that business. Like we're up till two, three in the morning. And um, of course we can't do that now because now I'm 47. So (laughs) I don't do that anymore. Catch us up with us. (laughs) But it was a lot of hard work for not much return. Um, But I just had faith. I just, I was like, there's too many, the way things have lined up to bring this here. God's got a plan for me. I'm not sure what it is, but this is what I need to be doing. Yeah. I think I've heard you say, God is my CEO. Is that one yeah. of your mantras? <laughs> yeah, that is. And and again, that was a, a transition for me to realize if I just let him be in charge mm-hmm. and trust him, things will work out better than I could imagine. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yep, I believe that too, because God, if we let him be the author of our story, he will often take us right to places that we hadn't planned, but that in the end are better for us. You know, it's been interesting to see how leaning unto the Lord and acknowledging his ability to lead and strengthen us has sometimes taken us to places we'd have never gone on our own like this podcast, right, Connie? (laughs) 100%. (laughs) And I think... um, that we would all agree that trusting, leaning, and acknowledging the Lord in our lives has been crucial to any progression that we've made, and that by doing these things, it certainly doesn't mean that our path has always been easy, like you just mentioned, Kathy. I mean, you were being as faithful as you knew how, and yet you felt like your world was crumbling around you, right? Mm-hmm. As you had to, to trust in the Lord to help you. Um and we've all hit some bumps along the way. And I remember, I, th- I don't remember which one of your kids you had in my preschool, but I remember just as things were cruising along pretty good with your blog, you hit a bump in the road and your business partner decided she needed a change. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, that was, uh, we were, let's see, 2016 is when all that happened and, um, she was just ready to be done. And so she just said, hey, either we sell it together or you buy my half. And I was like, you know, because at this point in time, you know, the the business that became the primary source of income for my family. Um, it was succeeding even. It was. Yeah. yeah. More than you ever could have and, imagined. And I knew I couldn't replace it. I don't have a college education. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, and... She's like, she gave me a deadline. I think I had a week to decide. Oh, my goodness. Um, so it was stressful. It was really stressful. And I was praying and praying and praying, what should I do? What should I do? You know, even if we sold it, that wouldn't take care, you know. Right. That wouldn't be enough to replace my income. Right, carry on. And um, I wasn't sure what I would do next. And I just struggled, and I couldn't figure out what to do. And um, after a couple of days, I you know, through studying and reading, I, I came to the conclusion I needed to change my question. Um, and then I changed my question from how will I solve this problem to where do you need me? How can you use me? And um, then the path was clear. 
and I knew exactly what I need to do, which was stay, stay in the business, buy her out, which was a whole nother set of problems of figuring out, you know, who's going to lend me money. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, right. um, but it worked out, it worked out and it wasn't a, an immediate workout. Like we went through the whole buyout process. I found a, a lender and learned so much, learned about writing business plans and learned more than I ever wanted to know <laughs> about right. all of that and, and working with bankers and, um, and took on a load of debt, which was also scary. Um, but I shifted my thought process into life is always working in my favor Ooh, I like that. instead of feeling like a victim or, or whatever, just trusting that everything's working for my good. Right. Right. And it really has been beautiful to watch how both of your lives, yours and your business partner, have gone on totally different paths, but in beautiful ways, right? She had to do what was best for her and her family, and things worked out for her, and now things have worked out for you. Right. Yeah. Right. And and it's interesting. It was still hard after she left, and, and we had we had to... Sometimes it was kind of a crashing plane we were trying to save um, and getting a new team and all the different things I was doing. And it really wasn't until three years after that that I figured out the next shift for my business because I feel like, you know how every phone, a phone has an update or an app has an update. Mm -hmm. My business has had a lot of updates too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, honestly, it was like in 2019, I was at a conference here locally and some old bloggers that I knew from the past, they were there and just started talking and just getting reacquainted with um, a couple other people in my industry. And one of the gals was like, you need to do YouTube. She was doing YouTube and and doing really well with it. And she's like, you need to do recipes on YouTube because on my website, I have this whole other recipe side. You know, there's Mm -hmm. the deals. We've morphed into online deals because couponing kind of changed and wasn't as good as it was back in the day. Right. So, double up those coupons. Right. <laughs> yeah. No more uh, seven cent boxes of cereal. Yes. So, <laughs> I loved those days. Yeah. Those were fun, <laughs> but they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I met her and just had a long discussion with her in 2019. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing YouTube because what I've learned in business as with anything is like the more revenue streams, the better, because it was always seemed like, if we had one, something was doing strong, then Google would have an update. And we used to get high traffic on this, you know, these posts. And then all of a sudden they were ranked number 62. You know, you just can't trust in all one. these different, you know, or Facebook used to be the wonderful thing. And we made mm-hmm. so much money on Facebook from like 2012, 2013. And then they changed. And yeah. anyway, Amazon, anyway, all the things are always changing. So I needed another solid revenue stream and started doing YouTube. And I mean, that's a whole nother story of where I was about ready to go. And then my daughter um, had was told she had thyroid cancer. Yes, this was a different daughter. <laughs> this than was the a one different daughter. The stomach mass. Which my other mm-hmm. one, yeah, by the way, my then three-year-old, who's now 23, um, it was fine. It was just a, a mass of cells. And, you know, it was removed and she just has one kidney now and she has a beautiful scar in her belly. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it's that is an incredible story all, all by itself. But she's okay. And then, <laughs> so my other daughter, this was in 2020 before everything went super crazy, mm-hmm. um, had her thyroid removed. And anyway, 
some doctors just like to panic you and like <laughs> yeah. it was scary Word but then the scary. surgeon was like you're fine anyway but anyway and after she is now, after right? we, it was removed mm-hmm. yes it was fine but it was just another stumbling block and I was like ah yes. oh, I need to do YouTube and anyway then the world shut down and so finally May or June of 2020 I started doing YouTube videos and my friend that introduced me coached me through it and it was pretty incredible by December of 2020 after about six months I hit my 10,000 subscriber mark and I didn't get monetized till October of 2020 and it is so much work I mean you know just editing a podcast so editing video and shooting and all of that stuff anyway my first (laughs) month my first month I made like I think a hundred and $80 $80 or something. And I was like, Oh my word. Oh, I don't know. Hours and hours. I don't know if I, you know, yeah. so I, I, I have a, a different business partner now anyway. And he was like, um, Hey, how long, how long are you going to put? Cause it was taking a lot of my time and mm-hmm. I had, I wasn't doing other things. And he's like, can you set a date? You know, that once you can make $4,000, if you haven't made $4,000 by X date, we're, we're done doing YouTube. I was like, okay, but I believe in it Mm -hmm. because my friend's doing really well. So, and it probably felt right. It did feel right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I knew anyway. So right before Christmas, I was at 10,000. And then that week of Christmas, because I settled into air fryer recipes anyway. So if you just search air fryer recipes on YouTube, you'll Mm -hmm. find me. Yep. But, um, by February, so within two months, I've hit a hundred thousand subscribers and, I think February 2021, I think I made like $14,000. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. it like, it, we, we thought, I think we bought uh, an air fryer oh, about you? that same time. Yeah, so I can see everyone where, else. yeah, no, I mean, it was a huge thing. And yeah. all of a sudden you are right just, there at the midst of right. the right moment. Yeah. It's just kind of been crazy how it just, everything worked out and I exceeded my goals and it's still a lot of hard work, but I've had really cool opportunities to connect with people in a completely different way Mm -hmm. and have continued to learn a whole lot of things. And I have been full of overwhelm and, you know, going back to trusting, I finally probably in the last nine months figured out because I would start every Monday with this huge to-do list and feeling like that has more deadlines, right? With recording and, and editing and everything. And I just finally came to the realization oh my gosh, Kathy, you always get it done. I've never missed an upload. I finally actually did in February when we had, anyway, a whole bunch of things. But I did 100 videos in a row without missing a week. And um, in the beginning, I had I was doing two videos a week. And then when school started in 2020, yeah. I went to one a week because yeah. I had five in school. And that was <laughs> homeschool, right? It was all homeschool. Yeah. It was all online and mm-hmm. terribleness. Anyway. But just through all those processes, when I thought I was just like smack down and you pick yourself back up and I just kept going. And then I just finally came to the point where I noticed the pattern that I would always get it done and I would start overwhelmed. And by the end of the week, I was like, I got it done. You know, sometimes it was late Saturday night and I've missed fun date nights. Right. Right. You have. Because I've (laughs) had work to do, but I've always gotten it done and, um, I just realized it's, I just need to trust. And he magnifies my efforts. And it's, I can do more than I think I can do. Right. I'm capable. And it's, it's the power 
of my savior. Absolutely. Just helping me through it all. Well, and it is, it's a cycle, you know, you say, okay, I've got this. And then it gets harder Mm -hmm. and harder. And then you begin to recognize, wait, wait, wait. I remember when this worked and the cycle, I know I can do this. I've always been able to do this. And with the Lord, I can do it. And that gratitude, and when you acknowledge him, then you recognize his hand in your life even more. And then he continues to bless us. Right. You know, Um, you have seen these blessings continue. And as you've acknowledged him in your business. And I, you were talking about your time magnifying. It reminds me of a a quote that I heard recently from President Nelson. I, I wish I had time to pull it up, but it was something along the lines of, if you give the Lord a portion of your time every day, he will magnify the rest of it. And I have found that to be true. You know, whether it's reading scriptures or working on this podcast or a talk that I have to give, if I'll do that and consecrate that time to him, he somehow makes the rest just fall into place and we get it done, like you said. Right, right. Yeah, and you know what the beautiful thing is, is that I've learned is that you can pray about anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember you teaching me that, Sherry, years ago, teaching me that you prayed about how to potty train a child. Oh, I don't remember that conversation. No, it was just like, maybe you said it one time in church. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I just Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I could. And so now I pray about my work. And whether it's content that I'm, you know, I'm like stuck of like, oh, what should I do this week? And then I'm showering or getting ready. And I just have these ideas pop in my head. Mm -hmm. Or oftentimes late at night as I'm kneeling and saying my bedtime prayers and then just sitting there and ideas start to flow. And then I've learned to write them down because yes. I will not remember. Right. right? Too. Um, and then praying for the right doors to open and, and to have opportunities close that aren't right for me mm-hmm. has been powerful. Um, and I've learned so much and done things I never thought I, I could. Mm-hmm. I actually just self-published my first cookbook, which was, a whole nother learning experience, something I thought I could get it all done like in two weeks. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it's been a ton of fun and I've learned so much. And um, yeah, and so I, I guess it's just an amazing cycle because when you really take the time, like you said, Connie, having gratitude and acknowledging him, he can't, it's a blessing. He has to continue to bless you. And it's funny because like, thinking about opposition and all things, my most popular video has over 4 million views. Oh my gosh. And that video I filmed in February, 2021. Yeah. February, 2021. And I had, it's like 15 things you didn't know you could make in an air fryer. And I had slowly been working on it and filming little, these segments. And I had a couple left to do and I had to film my intro and my outro and all this stuff. And then I got COVID Mm. and I was sick and I was like, shoot that video like it's the date was coming and I wasn't done with it and I was sick and so I just had a day I just like mustered everything up (laughs) put my makeup on put my smiley on and then filmed you know Mm. filmed those little things that were missing and it was my best video oh my gosh you know (laughs) and actually the video that I actually my very first video that helped launch me into um, YouTube's algorithm where they actually liked me <laughs> and started pushing my content was another one that I was like, Oh, that sounds like a stupid idea. Nobody's going to search. Nobody's going to search for air fryer mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I was just mm-hmm. focused on search anyway. 
it was just an idea I thought mm-hmm. I had and then opposition like doubting myself but right. I made it anyway and that's another one that's has a couple million views and so I've learned that when opposition comes there's something good on the other side of it you oh, just have to yeah. push through it right right oh, yeah. right and and it sounds like you've learned to act on those little thoughts or promptings right. that come, even though you're not 100% sure that that was from the spirit because immediately the adversary starts putting those right. doubts, right, in your mind and heart, but you went forward anyway, and yeah, great blessings. Cool things happen. Yeah. They're just not all tied to a view count or right. number of followers or, you know, yeah. those things. Most of those things are just special life changes or just like the dot to dots, looking back and seeing the journey and having gratitude of how you got here. And boy, I'm so glad that in 2008, when I started that little blog spot, that Heavenly Father didn't show me the vision of what would happen, you know? Because I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. I can't do that. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I heard this thing today that said, your journey will never look like anyone else's. It isn't supposed to. Your journey, your mission is unique and incomparable. So... You know, if we start to focus on how we can grow and do better, not on how you can be like others, um, everybody's journey becomes their own, guided by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Even if it's uncomfortable at times. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about being uncomfortable is that's how you grow. And um, my little side hobby is I teach a body pump class. Mm-hmm. That's no how I you do everything. No, I, <laughs> I, love I do that just because otherwise I wouldn't. You know how you can sometimes commit to other people better than you oh, commit yeah. to yourself? Oh, yeah. Yes, so, I know this. Yeah. I only I taught fitness for many years, oh. and that's exactly the reason. Yeah. Because you cannot disappoint a whole class full of people right. who are waiting for you. The excuse just doesn't, you know, yep. you can't give it. And so, yeah. So anyway, but that's a, a low weight, high rep, challenging class, but it hurts. It's very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, squats for six minutes, mm-hmm. but that's how I've gotten stronger and the mentally, you know, right, and then just applying that principle to everything in our lives, perfect, and recognizing that opposition and, and the strength from that, and, and remembering that you were made for it, mm-hmm. right? He he blessed us with gifts and created us to be creators mm-hmm. of our own happiness, creators of our lives, Absolutely. and um, the strength that we get from knowing that. You know, I used to feel weird about desiring money. And it's not like I'm walking around desiring money, but it is so fun to create new revenue streams mm-hmm. and be like, wow, I've sold like, I think 3,500 copies of my book. Oh my goodness. Which is really cool. Really yeah. cool. And I had the thought that I have that desire for a reason and mm-hmm. it's a good thing. And I'm able to bless others. And then in turn, you know, having income, does is not a wicked thing. It's not a bad thing. It allows you to bless other people and um, to create, create things out of nothing and, and co-create and with co-create. God. Right? You know, you're together in this. He's right. a team. I love that. Right. Oh, that's perfect. I often told my fitness classes at the gym, if you never attempt more than you can do, you'll never know what you're capable of doing. And this was to help them embrace the uncomfortable. And I would now say, if in another setting with God. You're nev- you'll never know what you're capable of doing with God. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same with growth in any area of our lives, right? It's only after we step out of our comfort zone 
that we begin to change and grow and transform. And like we mentioned, no matter how faithful and devoted we are, life is not always going to be unicorns and rainbows. We just have to hang in there and and become comfortable with those uncomfortable moments in life and recognize that at times life is just going to be downright hard, but it's what we do during those times in our life that determines our destiny. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been so fun to have you, and your story is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you. And we would just end and testify to all of you that as you lean into the Lord during those difficult times that we have shared, and, and we know each of you have your own, and as you acknowledge him, he truly will see you through your dark and painful days. He will lead you along and help you connect the dots in your life. You can become a co-creator with Him. You can trust Him. He is the grand designer, and you are His masterpiece. And so until next time, may you stay safely under His wings.